Assalamu alaikum and good afternoon. I would like to welcome all listeners and viewers of uh, Business Class Podcast, Episode 4. This is a truly fascinating, uh, not only opportunity, it's an experience for me every time I talk to our guest today, Muhammad Salah. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here in Oman. And this is an opportunity for us to talk about everything that is related to not only how what is the status of the startups and its relation to the economy, but the opportunities for growth as well. It would be really great if you tell us your fascinating journey in short. Um, how come we're so privileged to have you here with us in Oman within the startup ecosystem? Um, uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you and uh, yeah, I have spent most probably more time working in the ecosystem and entrepreneurship more than me. So I think the the owner and the pleasure is is me uh, is for me and I'm the one here to learn more than anything else. Uh, I spent my whole career in the ecosystem. Uh, I started as a volunteer when I was at the university with Startup Weekend. It's one of Techstars programs now. And um, since then, I never left the ecosystem because I genuinely believe uh, serving of founders is uh, the ultimate ledger out there. And I remember on my second sort of weekend um, uh, event, I met one of my mentors, he's still my mentor. And he told me something that I would never forget. He told me that giving people the freedom to own their companies and to own their decision and help them achieve that is the, the, the highest achievement you can contribute to in your life. So it's not all about business. T 10 years, th 12 years after doing that, I'm very, very happy that uh, I embarked on that journey and I've helped so many founders. And um, I've helped, I would say, the ecosystem across the region grow. And you know, how many ecosystems you you would say that you have worked with? Look, um, I'm very privileged and lucky to sp that I spent most of my career with Startup Weekend, Startup Grind, and Seed Stars, and currently Brink, where four entities almost operate in every country in the world. So you get to learn from everyone's experience, and you get to learn from, you get to hear the stories from Pakistan, and from mm -hmm. Palestine, and from um, from China, and from Australia, and from Mexico, and from Chile, literally in the same setting. And you go on those weekly or monthly calls with people from literally 100 countries. Uh, I think that will have widened my yes. my experience massively, and um, again, uh, it's pure. I think it's pure luck and pure privilege. And uh, I would give I would give entities like Startup Grind so much credit for for, for my to, to only yeah, for my global for for, for honestly for my uh, global experience. The ecosystems I worked heavily with are definitely the ecosystem in Jordan, in Egypt, and uh, uh, Saudi. Uh, and right now, I'm in Oman, and uh, I think I'm so much excited about the future of the ecosystem. I think there is a lot happening. I think there is a massive push coming from the government and the private sector. Founders are great, and I always say that great founders are everywhere. We just need to give them the ecosystem and the platform to flourish. Interesting. And it would be great if we can shed more light on that, because it almost sounds like every ecosystem has its own flavor, its own... Um, nature, its own strength, its own weaknesses. So, you know, could you please let us know more about from all the, from what you know about all these diverse ecosystems? I it would make a uh, an ecosystem great. 
before making uh before jumping to what makes ecosystem a great ecosystem i want to start with i don't think ecosystems are different they're just at different stages entrepreneurship is quite a standard practice now so the space where as we egyptians say not the touch dana yeah is no longer there okay the way deals are structured the way investment is done yeah even the way lps invest in funds yes the way governments do regulations yes it's pretty standards right now so it's more about un- uniforming them than than yeah, I, I, I genuinely believe on the operational side yes all ecosystems eventually when they finish the stages are in, are going to be very much look like each yes. other but when you, because usually when we do the comparison someone will come and t- say okay let's compare Oman to Silicon Valley yeah but Silicon Valley is a is a hundred years old ecosystem yes and that matters yeah yeah because um, as I said it's stages yes Oman is on the stage where the, where Silicon Valley was very much in the 50s or the 60s if you do the comparison with with today it would be unfair it's not only unfair it will make you it will draw you to practices yes. that will never work for you one of the, I, I think the most prominent figures in the entrepreneurship ecosystem globally is Michael, the guy who the group director at YC. Yes. And I remember one of, I think that conversation happened like six or seven years ago with our CEO, startup brand, Derek. And he was saying, the issue I see with many accelerators in the world today is they want to replicate YC, to, no, no, they want to replicate YC today. But they totally forgot about our first five years where we just accelerated a few numbers of company. We were very hands-on, very technical, going after every single detail. Yes. So there is this tendency to to jump ahead. And wanting to burn the phases. And yeah. burn the phases. And when you do that, you get zombie companies and zombie ecosystems. What's a zombie ecosystem? An ecosystem that, or a company that hits a place that it can't grow anymore. Because, for example, across most ecosystem in the Middle East, excluding the United Arab Emirates and right now partially Saudi, you have a talent issue. Because, for example, if you look at Silicon Valley, the fundamentals of Silicon Valley and most of the founders of Silicon Valley came from Stanford and UC Berkeley. If we don't have education that produce founders, we're not going to go anywhere. That's fundamental. If we don't have regulations that supports and the regulation that is well enforced, because we, you can have the best regulations in the world. I will claim that many countries in this region have some of the best laws for startups in the world, but they're not enforced or rightly communicated. So if you want me to look holistically at the region, education, 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 there is a gap there. Plus, there is no successful ecosystem that doesn't have literally talent from every single corner of the world. If you go to to San Francisco or the Bay Area in general, or you go to New York or Seattle or London or Berlin or Dubai or Singapore or Hong Kong or Tel Aviv, what all those ecosystem has in common is this extremely diverse pool of talent and this world-class education and insane strict with enforcing laws. Those three are fundamental. And then comes the other things, yes. for, at, at least for me. So you think, so, you know, you know, so now is with education, 
Is it also a, a matter of cumulative experience or is there a way to turn education into an actual point of strength for the ecosystem? It's both. The, 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 the last thing is like, which is which it's point of st strength that has to come as, as a fundamental. The other part where we're building on top of blocks in the ecosystem, yeah, it comes with time. It, it's in different stages. But if our schools are not graduating enough developers, enough high-end, world-class talent in technology, we will not build anything. If we're not graduating high-end talent in physics, yes. in chemics, in technology, across the board, across all sectors, we cannot build startups that can go global. But and in order for our startups to be unicorns and to, to go public and to become a hundred billion dollars companies, they have to sell to everyone in the world and in every corner of the world. And that's a really good point because there are, there are people who focus more, uh, not on education, but on the size of market or size of opportunity. And there is an argument that, you know, you, cannot, you can never build a strong startup ecosystem because you don't have that size of opportunity. You don't have the size of mar the market size enough to support an ecosystem. I think I know two examples who are, would love to differ, to, to just differ with that, disagree with that. How many Ukrainians are there in the world? A few, but 40 million people, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're as, as the country is as big as, as uh, most countries in the region. Yes. I can name five apps from Ukraine that are, they're on your phone right now. No, no, they're on your phone now, I'm 100% sure. Wow. Why? Because they, they're built for global. There is a country in our region that has 4 million people that, uh, that uh, its startups uh, ecosystem is literally the second largest country in the world generating US-based unicorns, which is Israel. We can always look at so many small, Estonia, Latvia. Yeah. I can go on and on and name countries with less than 5 million people. You are using a bunch of their apps on your phone without even knowing those apps are from there. The amount of apps we have on our phones from Estonia, Latvia, Ukraine, Israel, on your phone right now, and you don't know, and you will never know it's from there, is enormous. I would claim easily 50% of the apps on your phone. Well, and what else do you think they got right? Uh, education, education, building for global from day one. I'm not building my startup for Oman or for Saudi or for the UAE or for Egypt. I'm building my startup for everyone in the world, solving a problem that everyone in the world have. We're a bit early for that. Like I do believe our startups still have a lot of local problems to solve. And we're very lucky. We speak the same language, few minor changes in yes. the dialects, but we still, in terms of a majority, majority same language, majority same culture, majority same cha uh, uh, challenges, and that's still a massive opportunity. Our region, when people talk about our region as if it's a small market, I genuinely laugh at that. We have more people than the United States. Yes. The, ma the MENA region is bigger than the United States. It's almost as big as, not as big as Europe, like half of Europe. So I don't get when people complain about that we don't have a market. Mm -hmm. We don't have a market because we're not targeting the right market, because we're not building startups from day one for the whole region. And that what differentiates 
Lebanese, Jordanian, Egyptian startups from ev- very much every other startup in this region. So they have that focus. Because from day one, they know they cannot stay here. Yes. Either the market is too small in the case of Jordan and Lebanon, or the, uh, the market is not going to provide enough purchase power. So they have to go automatically to the UAE or Saudi so next. Maybe the fact that the argument is there is that we also have to do something about entrepreneurship or ecosystem uh, or uh, startups culture? I think I think now looking collectively at the region, the culture is there, to be honest. The fact I'm sitting with you at a national uh, media outlet having this conversation is a true. Um, it shows the commitment from several ecosystem players toward the ecosystem. I think the culture is there. Uh, the way it's there in different markets is different because again, ecosystem at their state at different stages. The ecosystem in Jordan and Egypt is 20 years old. The ecosystem in Oman is less than 10. So give it another 10 years and you will not have this question about culture. Uh, the same goes, I think same goes for Saudi, like 15 years now. The UAE, almost 15 years too. So there is one thing I would argue everyone in the region to do is just wait. It takes time. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. And there is a lot of blocks that's going to need time to be built. And you cannot just... You, we cannot jump it because you need... You can jump it and create an unsustainable ecosystem. When, like you said, zombie ecosystem. Yeah. To create a sustainable ecosystem because in order for your ecosystem also to work, the global, you not only have to sell globally, the world has to come and invest in you. Right now, 99% of the money in the ecosystem is our money, our LB's money, our government money, our family offices money. We need those global funds to come and invest their US money and their Europe money in our region. In, in, in order for that to happen, we need to build a sustainable LB pipeline, a sustainable VCs and a sustainable ecosystem in general in, in terms of borderline creating activities. Uh, does that need to happen now, today, or? No, I think it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it, it, look, it's happening naturally. If you have an ecosystem, it's going to happen regardless. Yes. The question is, can the ecosystem come together and make it faster? And if there was an obstacle, what is, you know, from what you've seen in the, in the region and in Oman, what's one major threat that is prevent that would prevent us from, uh, you know, having uh, that sustainable ecosystem. I would say across the region we need to mature from government, public sector LBs to more private sector LBs. Can you delve more into into that and what's LBs for our uh, viewers who so will be watching us for first time? Yeah. So so funds are uh, so the ecosystem structured this way, founders general partners and VCs and LBs. LBs are limited partners. Those limited partners' role is to invest in those VCs so those, those VCs can invest in the startups. So right now, I, um, I wouldn't say the greater majority, but I, a significant amount of the money that is being deployed across the ecosystem comes from government LBs, especially in the GCC. That has to, and even, even, even in Jordan, for example. So. That, that amount of money coming from government has to go down and the private sector have to, have to replace that. And this is why I believe corporates in the next 10 years is going to be the largest LBs in our region. 
in, in a country like the UAE because it's the most mature ecosystem. We're seeing them happening much, much more, more frequently than market where the risk is still really, really high. Yes. So, so that, that's, that's, that's something I would love to see change in across the region. From public to more private involvement. I, I wanted to, because at the end of the day, startups are commercial entities. I want that more commercial than an economy diversification practice. Very interesting. Because if the government decided at any one minute that this practice is not serving my goal, they can walk away. But if that ecosystem is sustainable with mix of uh, and diversity of LBs, we're fine because the government can leave and others will fill for it um, for its show. Very interesting. The other thing in Oman I think I would like to see change is uh, standardization. Oh, the government and the ecosystem coming together and we have, we have standards for everything. We have standards for the way we're investing, we have standards for the way LBs are investing in funds, we have standards for the how the VCs are deploying money, and then we have what like full structure of how uh, startups receive that money, how they register their companies, how the and we also we have to adjust the policies and the regulations to the ecosystem because the ecosystem is also a unicorn in its, on its own. So I know the ultimate achievement. In, in the ecosystem is to, to own a unicorn or to invest in a unicorn. I think the ecosystem itself is a unicorn on, it, on its own. And it doesn't operate or do any business practices the same way corporates does, for example. So what we need to do is, for example, just to give an example, uh, startups do vist vistage uh, shares. In order for me to do that legally right now in Oman, that's not possible. This that means I cannot give my employees shares. And you need to do that. Also, voting power, different weights of shares, different structures of ownership. There is a bunch of things that can be uh, can can be adjusted. But in general, I would say I would love to see more advancement on the regulation side because I would like Omani companies when they get acquired and they get investment not to be called something else based. Interesting. I would still I would love to see the press releases coming with mascot based and company X. Why? Because it matters. Because in many, many cases, that company will be acquired as a, another country's company just because this company has their literally CR in another country. And would it help us to specialize? For example, you mentioned the Muscat, uh, for example, micro ecosystem. Will it, will it be helpful at all to, to encourage clusters, for example, logistics? Startups ecosystem. It's a bit early. Hard. It's, it's a bit early. It's a bit early because in order for us to 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 go specifics and to do um, like like certain certain industries, we have overall ecosystem maturity. Uh, firstly, you have to come up with um, with with a plan. For example, let's say we're going to focus on fintech. How many of your friends who are bankers in Oman will quit their job tomorrow and start a fintech? Not many. So if we want to focus on fintech, we need to fuel that. We need to adjust the regulations. Banks have to observe that, have to invest in that. Banks employees have to quit and start those fintechs, for example. We need to attract fintech companies from all over the world to come and open in Muscat. So right now, I think we're one step away from that. 
We need to get our regulations right. We need to, to build an ecosystem where everyone is celebrated. Entrepreneurship is pushed for. Entrepreneurship is, not, is no longer a weird thing. And then you encourage the locals and you attract the global. And you're, you should be fine. And you won't have an issue of competition if global talents you're attracting, there is a difference in the interest, the cumulative experience from uh, the national, for example, uh, founders? No. Uh, this diversity should benefit the local founders and, and the local economy, yes. which is more the, the most important thing here. I guess more than even benefiting whoever can come from outside. Very interesting. And because you need to expose your, 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 your founders. You need to expose their employees. You need to expose your institutions to global practices. And that accelerates growth. And instead of us building on our own, why not we build the same way others built? Um, it's a, it's a very, and it's a really a very interesting point. In, in, and what else would you say is an opportunity that you noticed in the ecosystem here? It's just not tapped enough. The, the talent, the talent at corporates in general is massive, is a massive opportunity. There is a lot of great people. I can see all of them as founders and I can see all of them as partners in startups who are sitting on their desks doing things that they might like, but you hit a point where, you know, it's time to have, I have to, it's time to have my own business. It's time to, to risk. It's time to take a, a leap of faith. Yeah. And so the talent part is definitely massive. Also the size of the population. I might think of them as a small country. They're not in comparison to their neighbors. They're not. And I can hire a hundred Omanis. I'm not sure if I can do this in many of the neighboring countries of, of, of Oman. Very interesting. So the talent is a great opportunity. The market is, 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 is still very cool, very quietly virgin on, 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 on so many levels. And I think anyone who can possibly make it in a certain industry will get that advantage of the first movers. So I genuinely believe that's also another, another, another opportunity. I believe if, 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 if we change the regulations, if we have an ecosystem that help anyone, whether from Oman or from outside, um, start their companies here. Because eventually we, we need to people to like wake up in the morning, actually what, I'm gonna go start my company in Oman. If we do that right now, we have the first mover advantage and we can promote it to the world. And we can promote it to 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 um, to other founders in different areas of the world. You want to enter the, the GCC or you want to enter MENA. Can you name a country other than Oman in the region right now where I can get a first mover uh, advantage? Yes, indeed. I will. None. I go anywhere. I'm slaughtered. I gonna I'm gonna need to raise hundreds of millions of dollars to go in competition with giants. Yep. So that's that. That would be my my other the other opportunity. I would believe to, those two things. I believe are key two advantages uh, in whatever competition Oman might have with its neighbors. Yeah, uh, I know the conversation with you was going to be this fascinating, and I think we're only scratching even the we're just scratching the surface. What other key messages uh, about the ecosystem and about what could be done you want to share with us? Uh, I'm going to assume this is not a Gen Z platform or even millennials. 
So most probably I'll be hurt by dads and moms. <laughs> Please encourage your parents, your kids to go to other companies. Respect that. It's it's a hell of a journey. Respect that. Support them. Let them go on the journey. And if, if they even fail, which is completely fine, corporates will appreciate them a lot more than if they spend five, ten years just sitting on a desk as a junior at a corporate. Please believe in your kids. I'll do the same message for the government and for corporates. There is no better economy in the future. There is no new economy in the, because we need a new economy. We, Oman is one of the countries that has to diversify its economy, right? right? There is no new economy without our youth and our kids pursuing new businesses. Uh, I think the current business landscape have done their job amazingly. Now it's time for new businesses, time for new opportunities, time for a new breed of founders. Time, time to build our, our man next billionaires and next millionaires. And the way to do that today in today's world is entrepreneurship. It was owning your own business a couple of decades back. Now it's entrepreneurship. Still. And the technology and technolo technology is the that greatest opportunity we might ever had in this in this world. So th these are my two messages. Um, the third, my final message will be to the founders. The journey is lonely as it can get. And I know um, from experience on both sides, the journey is extremely lonely and hard. Get ready for it and keep pushing. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and jump and build while you're, uh, while you're landing. Keep pushing, uh, dear founders and dear government and other stakeholders. Please um, allow others the opportunity to experiment in the world of entrepreneurship and startups so we can build a new economy and a new breed of founders. Mohamed Salah has been really fascinating a uh, few minutes. And this will be, I think, one of um, other episodes where we can maybe send messages to other maybe mature founders or older founders and would love, to, would love to come back to other generations and maybe even to kids in schools because they, 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 they are the new breed of founders that we are talking about today. Thank you so much for uh, dedicating this time. Thank to you. Yes. No, thank you for having me. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you to all our listeners and viewers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.